0: I will praise you in this storm
1: Praise the Lord That's a wonderful victory, isn't it? Yeah. To be able to praise Him in the midst of a storm It's even greater victory when you can praise Him in the midst of multiple storms Oh, they're up here, and they're down here, and they're over here, and they're there, and they're there. And you think, really, is there a storm-free zone (laughs) left anymore? In the human world, no. But uh, each one of these things that we see and that we face, we know that it's bringing us closer to the coming of the Lord Jesus. My goodness, it's good to see you all today. I'm just going to look at you for a minute. I can't see you from sitting over there, but... I love y'all, and I so miss you. I'll be so glad when we can be back together, won't you? Amen. We love you so much. Thank you for praying for Caroline. When we were sick, we are doing a lot better. Um, Still not got our strength back totally. That COVID devil, some devil now, I'm telling you. I can't wait to smack him right in the mouth. Can you? Just, boy, boy. I hope I'm on, on that committee that gets to kick the devil down the lake of fire. Praise the Lord. Let's turn today, if you would, to the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, verse 22. One good thing about it, now y'all get to come back on Wednesday night, so we're trying to work this out where it'll be fair, as we say, for everybody to be able to come, you know, some of the outer towners that can only be here on Sunday, so you just bear with us as we try to figure it out. By the time we get it figured out, it'll all, hopefully, all be over anyway. <laughs> Won't be nobody mad about that, will they? Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22. Listen carefully to our, our scriptures for today. We're speaking about reconciliation through kenosis. But ye are come unto Mount Sion, unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect. How in the world Have we been allowed to come before all of that? Notice, read it again. You are coming to Mount Zion, unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, And to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. Wow. We could say amen and go home and say, it's been good to be in the house of the Lord think of what we are invited to friends and we are not visitors we're not outsiders that's been invited to this this is our inheritance this is who we are i may like to be remembered today as we pray we want to still remember our brother gene littleton still in the hospital and still i'd say in a serious situation Uh, they're trying to wean him from the uh, ventilator uh, this morning they tried again and was unable to do it. Naturally, the longer that he's on there, the more concerned the doctors are with his age and all. But we still still believe gentle orders, Amen. and we still apply it in that direction until God says and does otherwise. Amen. You believe that? Yes, sir. So just keep our brother on your heart. Uh, thank God for most of the people here at the church that's been sick is doing much, much better, and we pray and hope that. That thing will get out of here and leave us alone. But let's continue to pray for those that are sick. Let's just bow our heads if you would. Lord Jesus, it's such an honor. I know how Brother Louie felt a while ago when he got up here and got all choked up and couldn't hardly say anything. I walked out last week and this week and I sat down there to play the guitar a little bit. I just got so emotional in my heart just seeing the people again. I thank you, Lord, that we can be able to come together. Oh, Lord, we long for the day when we'll be able to not meet as two groups, but meet as one. It's not right for us to come this way, Lord. It's not right for, well, when you go to church. Well, I go next week. Well, when do I go? I go this week. We shouldn't have to deal with such stuff. Please deliver us, God. We do not want this to be our new normal. May this devil go back to hell where it came from. Amen. We know all diseases begin in the fourth dimension. We can see he spent much time in bringing this one on the earth. We can see this is not generated or started by a little imp out of hell, but Octomus himself, the master designer of evil, Oh, how vile, how corrupt, how rotten he is. And we want him to know today we hate him and everything he stands for. And he is defeated because of what you did, Lord Jesus. Put this thing behind us, under our feet as it were, Lord God. Father, we pray with that in mind for our brother Gene Lehman, dear God. You see our brother's need today, Father. We thank you for everything the physicians can do. But Lord Jesus, we're looking beyond them. We're looking to you today. Strengthen our brother, Father. Be with him there, Lord. We want to long to look over here and see him standing there, that smile on his face, and worship and singing and praising you, Lord. Granted, I pray to our brother. We commit the service to you now. Help me, Jesus, I pray in your precious name. the name of the Lord Jesus, we ask Amen. And the saints said? Amen. Wow, that sounds so wonderful. God bless you. You can be seated. Let's read from the token, the one preached in Shreveport, paragraph 166. Paul tells us, talking about speaking of the blood. Paul tells us that the blood speaks. You believe the blood speaks in Genesis 4.1 or, or 4.10. God told Cain, where is your brother? He said his blood, his voice, the blood, the voice of his blood calls out against you. Now we find also in Hebrews in the 12th chapter and the 24th verse that the New Testament, the blood speaks better things. So the blood is speaking. Then the blood has a voice. Isn't that strange? It's very peculiar that you would think in the natural sense that the blood had a voice. But by Abel's blood being spilled on the ground by his half-brother, coming, being outside of his body, which God had made it to be in his body, but being released by the spirit of murder that was on Cain, it spoke. And what it said was that Cain was a murderer, and Cain was guilty, and Cain must be judged. But it all depends on whose blood it is when it is released what it says, and the means by which it is released. Watch this. He says, and the voice of the blood is the word. Hallelujah. That's what makes it, whether it's right or wrong. The word is identified by the voice of the blood. Now listen carefully, because it seems that it's two two separate things. The voice of the blood is the Holy Ghost. Now we're not talking about the blood of Abel. Now, or the blood of any other man. Only one person this could be said about. And that's the Lord Jesus. Now in order to bring us back into the presence of God. There must be a voice released from a blood. Which will speak of our innocence. Every one of us today contain natural blood. Come from our father through the union with our mother. And this blood then don't even necessarily mean you have the same type as your father or as your mother. But... Genetically, they could do your DNA and say, oh yes, we see this cross here with that and all that, and be able to find your father and your mother and your family tree and where all that goes back to. But because you are born a mortal, you carry human blood. That blood cell coming from your father, none of it from your mother now, but from your father, but carried or cushioned in your mother's blood. So through that union, you come to the earth as a mortal. That blood in your body speaks of your guilt because it is not a holy blood. It is not a righteous blood. No matter how much Holy Ghost you mothers and fathers have, whenever you father children or you mothers give birth to those children, you do not have the ability to interject the Holy Ghost into your blood. So they are born in natural contaminated blood, which calls every one of us sinners. And there's only one way for us to ever be justified, and the voice of a certain blood speak for our innocence, and that is we must be reborn of that blood. That blood, of course, is the Lord Jesus. Now, watch the prophet as he said, that brings life. It is life. It brings life to the word and quickens it. Amen. 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 So, the blood of the Lord Jesus has a voice, and that voice is actually the token life which. Quickens the written word. Now, when we're born into this world, we come with that seed gene of God, which is not the Holy Ghost, and it's not the literal blood of the Lord Jesus. But it is a seed of the word, an attribute of his thinking. But it can lay there for years and years and years and never become quickened until one day the voice of the blood speaks over that sea gene in your soul. And when it does, it quickens what that word already was. It's like Abraham paying tithes to Melchizedek and Levi getting the credit for it. That same Melchizedek come to the earth and paid the penalty for my sins, and I got the credit for it. Glory to God. He done the work. He done the act. He completed it and finalized it. And then the voice of his blood declares that I'm innocent. Now it's going to speak one thing or another. You see, for those who turn down this blood of the Lord Jesus, it will condemn them at the day of judgment. Because they could have received it and received complete pardon. But instead of doing that, they wanted their sins, their unbelief. So it will speak to their condemnation. Now watch this in paragraph 168. Sure, the blood speaks. It speaks a better thing. The Old Testament, the blood spoke of guilt. In the New Testament, it speaks of redemption. In the Old Testament, it spoke of death and sorrow. In the New Testament, it speaks of resurrection and life. So when a lamb would die and its blood was shed, that lamb never raised again. So the voice of the blood, the chemistry that you would take and you would lay your hands on the head of the lamb, and you would confess, I've lied, I've cheated, I've stole, I've done all this, and your sins is written down in the book. Now in Yom Kippur, the day of atonement, they were atoned for, but then the next year you would have to come back and do the same thing again. But every one of those lambs that died, not one of them had a resurrection. So when their blood was in the bowl, Or in the charger. It spoke of their deaths, but it could never, the blood of an animal could never expiate the sins of the sinner and annihilate the source of sin, which was the fallen nature in the soul. So the person would come back again and again, lamb after lamb, turtle dove after turtle dove, pigeon, ox, whatever it was, or a Mishnah offering, which was a free will offering of wine or grain or oil or something like that. But it spoke, each animal spoke of the deaths of the past one. Because the lamb that you gave last year was not resurrected. So you needed another one. It might have been the offspring of the one that was taken from before or before. But it did not speak of resurrection. So God must change the order and bring it in a divine order. That there could be one lamb offered once and for all. And it would be offered forever, but how could it be if that lamb died and stayed dead? Oh, you see, there's the key. The key is that that lamb can die and be able to give a chemistry, but the chemistry itself will not actually be applied to every heart. Every Holy Ghost-filled child of God here today and around the world does not have one drop of the blood of the Lord Jesus. There was only so many pints of blood in his body. And God is not today multiplying more blood. Actually, we don't need a literal drop. What we have is the voice of the blood which speaks back out of our New Testament. Our New Testament is the voice of the resurrection. So whenever they look at us, and when he looks at us, he sees what? An extension or a continuation of the same life of the lamb that was offered 2000 years ago. So we don't need another Jesus, and another Jesus, and another Jesus, and another Jesus. But the one Jesus was all that was needed. By him giving his life, then the blood would become what would be received on the altar in type, But the life that was in the blood would go back to every believer. This, of course, is what Brother Branham calls the token. Notice he said, the blood speaks. It speaks a better thing. The Old Testament blood spoke of guilt. In the New Testament, it speaks of redemption. The Old Testament, it spoke of death and sorrow. In the New Testament, it speaks of resurrection and life. It speaks of healing. Now, it cannot be be the blood of the Lord Jesus and not believe in miracles. You know the main reason that church people don't believe in miracles? They're not one. Now, how can you today setting you with a new birth and not believe? in miracles. Your new birth itself is a miracle. This is why I believe in miracles today, physical, spiritual, in the phenomenal realm, because I personally am a miracle. By my new birth, by the West, it's a miracle. Not only that, but I've seen him do all kinds of other miracles in the supernatural realm, and the realm of healing, and so on. But for those who aren't a miracle, then they would look at and say, well, God no longer does them. Well, what they're telling you is, really, I'm not saved. Really, I don't have the Holy Ghost, and really, I don't have the voice of the blood inside of me. Praise the Lord. Because if you do, you are a walking miracle every day. That's right. It speaks of healing, it speaks of joy, It speaks of power, it speaks of life, it speaks of heaven. Now look what the voice of the blood of the new covenant, how it changed from the old. It speaks of all these things. And that same blood that was shed upon the ground that called out after his dead brother or called out after his brother that had killed him, the blood of Jesus Christ covers all of our sins and speaks peace and resurrection. And power and life and healing and all the redemptive blessings, all the redemptive blessings that the blood was shed for, it speaks for us. Certainly the blood speaks, oh my. But now we know that there is a division between us and our own self once we do become a living miracle. Because that portion of us is actually the word quickened or made alive. And yet there's another part of us that's just as human, just as carnal, just as unconverted as any man or woman out here in the world. Is that right? And that's your body. And that's what puts us in this dilemma or this breach. Let me read it to you again that we read it last week. When a person is struck with a disease, aches and pain, one time they wasn't that way, but they're groaning. Why? They're not right. Why are we happy today that we can come to church, and yet in the midst of our happiness, brother Louis, there's still an element of sadness. Now, I wish the group that was here Wednesday night and last Sunday morning could also be here with us today. And last Sunday morning and last Wednesday night, I wanted you all to be here too. I don't like this stuff, group one, group two, group A, group, forget all that stuff. That's not the way we're meant to worship and go to church. Praise the Lord. It's, it's not right. And yet why? We're not right yet. Thank God we're able to have church again. But we're still not right. And we're longing for what? When we'll all be right. And when we all can gather together and throw these masks in the garbage can and get rid of disinfectant. Come on, saints. I hate wearing a mask. I used to wear a Zoro mask when I was a boy, but I ain't a boy no more. Praise the Lord. I don't like it. I don't like no, not being able to shake hands and hug one another's neck. We're not right. Understand? So we're not right. This is not the way church was meant to be. Notice how Brother Random likens this. So they're groaning, they're longing, wanting to get back to the way that it was, trying to get back where they was when they had health. And when nature and people, as the Bible said, are groaning, it shows they're not in their ought-to-be condition. They've fallen from somewhere. Now, we don't need anybody to interpret that for us. For, of course, we know it was eternal life they had fallen from. And they lost their claims on eternal life by the fall of Adam and Eve, who fell from eternal life to death in the Garden of Eden and brought all nature under them to death. A tree never died before Adam. An animal wouldn't die before Adam. And there's only one thing that cannot die, and that's God. Because he's eternal. Amen. Now let us go then to the other side of this. 2 Corinthians 5.1 For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God. Now I want you notice how that he separates the we? In this verse, for we know that if our earthly house, so he's not making the house you. Is the house you live in at home you? You live in a single wide trailer, a double wide, a 5,000 square foot house, an 800 foot apartment? Is that you? Well, it bears the image of you and the sense of your decor, your taste whether you're neat or like a hog. Well, if that's your nature, your house is gonna bear that image. Is that right? If you're neat and tidy, then you walk in there and you'll pick this up and do this and that, why? Because your house reflects your makeup. So in this house that we live in, this is why we do things that we do. This is why Holy Ghost filled Christians don't go to places they shouldn't go. They don't drink things they shouldn't drink. Praise the Lord. They don't fill their mind with pornography. They don't fill their mind with all these things of the world, amen, Brother Donnie. Why, because this house bears an image or reflects the owner that lives on the inside of the house. But this house is not me. This body is not you. Watch how Paul separates it. For we know if the earthly house of our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, you cannot dissolve the soul. It cannot be annihilated. We have a building of God. Now this is separate from the earthly house. And a house not made with hands. And it was in there once you got saved. Oh really? How long has it been there? Eternal in the heavens. Now, because we have that, praise God, for in this we groan. Now, for those out here that are not a miracle, that are not born again, they cannot groan for a house. First of all, they don't even know they have it. Most of them are not taught it in their churches. So they do not understand the differentiation between soul, spirit, and body. They don't understand theophany. They don't understand sieging. They don't understand that you're a part of the Father's thinking, that your soulless action expressed thought that was in the mind of God. How can you long for that if you don't even understand anything about it? But once you are taught it and once you hear it, It makes the initiation of that which started in you on your conquest and your search for God. It makes it grow and grow and long more and more and more for that heavenly realm. Now, Paul said, for in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven. But who is the real you? It's the real person inside the clothes. So now once we become a miracle and we are born again, we actually do not put on a new body now. But we're still held in prison in this body of mortality, in this body of time. But Paul said, I know that I've got a coat Somewhere, I know that I've got another change of clothes. Now, since I got converted, something down inside of me testifies this body is not me. I used to didn't know that, but now I know it. With that knowledge, it sets in a cycle of groaning. I look in the mirror and I see new hairs falling out. I see wrinkles in the face, come on, say amen. You take a blood pressure pill, you take a foot pill, a leg pill, a nose pill, an eye pill, or this pill, or that pill, everybody's got a pill pill. So everybody takes all these kind of pills and it reminds us that we are certainly in need of this coat. Now, watch how he likens this, for in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven. Now, what do you think about that? That coat fits me just right. Oh, it matches my breeches good, don't it? Matches my vest good. Why it looks like this was bought together. As a matching set. Now, what if Brother Dow tried this on? <laughs> Won't work, with it, buddy? Now, since I've been sick and I've lost about 15 pounds, I'm having to gird up my loins a little tighter on my belt because, you know, I figured it'd be better than that, than pulling and pulling. But I'll be back, don't worry, you know how that is. We may lose it, but it sure comes back quick. But because we have this change within us, it testifies that there is another body. I'll just lay it right here so y'all can see it. It's there waiting. Now when I was lost, I didn't know that. Notice how Paul likens this, that this body is actually a house which is from heaven. But notice verse 3, if so be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. Now, I don't want to go over your head, and I don't want to make you think that I'm crazy. But when you leave this world, you're actually still alive somewhere. You know... Whenever Brother Branham preaches Melchizedek, he brings us a story of a woman that's going down the desert road and she hits an old man. When she does, she hears the chug on the car, people see it, the old man turns like this, goes over the top of the car, of course she's terrified, stops, goes back, other people stop. Go looking for the old man. They can't find him. Call the police. Police come out. Do an investigation and all that. Come to find out. There was an old man. Hit and killed. On that same spot. And then the prophet says. So it goes to show. That when you're dead. You're still alive somewhere. You have to come back to suffer. Now, unless you are released totally. Now, friend, it makes no difference to me whether you believe in ghosts or whether you believe in this and that and the other. All I know is there is a supernatural realm. And I'll tell you one thing you ain't going to do to me. You're not going to tell me there ain't them out there. I've dealt with enough of them to know personally. But what is it? It's a disembodied soul. Oh God, that is naked of a theophany. You see, those who go on, anyone who communicates with the dead is spiritualism. I hope you understand there are people in this message that say they talk to Brother Branham and that Brother Branham talks back to them. Catholicism, Amen. spiritualism Amen. from the pits of hell. Amen. Amen. We have one that we communicate with and he was dead, but he's alive forevermore. Amen. That's right. They're there in that dimension. Sure, we can see him in dreams and so on and so on. But God never meant for us to try to contact the dead. Now, I'm not sure why I'm saying this this morning because this is not in my notes, but I'm going to go ahead and say it anyhow. But whenever we would break into that realm, and maybe many of you are like me, maybe you don't even like talking about that realm, I don't like talking about it, I don't like dealing with it, but I've had to deal with it at times, but when you do, there's things about that realm that can be frightening to mortals. Especially when things will appear and disappear and it's there and then it's gone and uh, you know you think, well, what is this? Where, where are these people? Where, why aren 't they in a home? God does not send sinners to a lake of fire when they die. They cannot be sent to judgment until first they are judged, but they can come back to suffers, 'd say. but it is a sign that a person is actually naked. By that I mean they are naked of immortal clothes. Now there's only one way that you and I can be clothed for eternity. And that's by the preparation of our Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Notice this. Paul said so. If so be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. So apparently there are some that are found naked. What are they naked from? The very thing he's talking about, an immortal body. Do do sinners have an eternal house? No. Do foolish virgins... Have an eternal house like the bride. No. What do they go to? What type of a body it is? I don't have a clue. They have something that they go to. But it's only under the fullness of the atonement of the blood. That you can have a theophany which is the word form body. Again it speaks of who you are. That you are not lost. You are not, hallelujah, of the world, you are of Him. Amen. Amen. So don't fear, you will not stand before Him naked. Don't fear, if you go by the way of the grave, you will not be suspended out somewhere waiting for the judgment. You will not go to the sixth dimension. Hallelujah. Naked. You will not go to the fifth dimension. And be declared naked. But the blood speaks for you. Glory be to God. Notice in verse 4. For we that are in this tabernacle. Do grown, being burdened, not for that we would be unclothed. Now notice Paul sees that for a mortal to be unclothed and remain unclothed. Hope you can understand me. It's one of the worst things that could happen to you. To leave this life and not have a body that is the word to go into. And then you come and go between the dimensions. Lord God. And you do not have a representation of the word to move into once you lose This identification here. For that we that are in this tabernacle groan being burdened, not for that we would be unclothed. Not not that the soul would not have a body to go into. But that we would be closed upon that mortality might be swallowed up. of life not that we would be unclothed we don't want to be a disembodied soul that presses between the dimensions that's caught in the punishment of time and you appear to mortals that are still alive and then you're made to disappear and then you reappear And then you're made to disappear because you have no house. I wonder how long some of these disembodied souls have been this way. This is why you see pictures. As I said, you believe whatever you wish to. It makes no difference to me. I know what the word says about it. I wonder how many of these souls have been disembodied for hundreds and hundreds of years. And part of their punishment is coming back to the world they were from and having no world to go to. But think when a child of God lays there, their body is racked with pain. They've suffered this and that and the other. And the soul is fixing to take its flight. And the body breathes its last breaths and the blood pressure goes down, you know, 120 over whatever it is and then 90 over whatever it is and then 45 and then the line goes straight. No more heartbeat, no more respiration. What happens? The body puts on a new change of clothes. And in a moment of time, you will whisk across the river of death's And you step out of the taxi and you run your fingers through the bluegrass. Hallelujah to God. You will not be suspended between the living and the dead. You will never come down again in the realm of mortality to suffer for your wrongdoings. You will never be a transcendental spirit that comes back and forth for punishment, but you have entered into your new clothes. Praise God, and the sleeves won't be too long, and there ain't no miniskirts there, so none of them will ever be too short. Praise be to God, you will be clothed, and your mortality, I love the word that Paul used in this, and he said to be clothed upon, that mortality, look what this means, the word mortality, liable to death. Liable to death or mortal. But what's going to happen to our mortality? It will be swallowed up, which means to drink down, swallow down, to devour, to swallow up or destroy. So I wonder who is going to do that. Well, praise God. It will be your new coat that swallows your old. You see, when we are changed in a moment and a twinkling of an eye, I'm sure that you've thought about it before, that when Moses tells Aaron to cast down his rod, and when he does, then the magicians are able to do exactly the same thing. But they can impersonate the rod, but their rod could not swallow up Aaron's rod. So then Aaron's snake went over there and swallowed up that one and that one and that one and that one. And Brother Bram said, did you ever wonder what happened to them? He said, Moses was carrying them around in his rod. Now think of it that your mortality will be swallowed up in your immortality and it will change this mortal to become immortal itself. Praise be to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Notice, then you say, oh, oh, Brother Donnie, my, how in the world could we ever get sick? It's because mortality has not been swallowed up yet. What's this in believing God. The prophet said this outside is sin. Do you know that? Do you know your body's sin? That's the reason you don't try to perfect that body, it's sin. Now notice, many of us have wasted years, really, of our lives as children of God, of trying to perfect this body. But you've heard me say it over and over again, I'm going to keep saying it over and over again. We don't worry about perfecting this body, but we want to bring it subject to the Word. Because this body is sin, just like your soul was initially Sin, and you cannot make that soul ever love God right. You cannot make that soul want to go to church and want to do right, but that old nature of yours must die. It must, friends, this is the main to me in my view of it, this is the main shortcoming in our ranks this very day, is that many folks have come from the Baptist church and they simply traded Baptist theology for message theology. Or they come from the Church of Christ or the Nazarene or the Pentecostal, or they were born in a message pew and all they know is Brother Ram said this and Brother Bram said that but you've got to be born again. It's not enough. Well, I, I believe all the doctrines, I'm I believe God sent a prophet every devil in hell believes the same thing Amen. praise the Lord because they met this man in combat Amen. well praise the Lord and you I'll tell you you said whatever you want all these people that's left the message called brother random a liar and this and that and the other can you imagine it won't just be righteous people that'll stand there and condemn them at that day but what if God calls hordes of demons out of hell to stand up there and say, all right, what about this and what about that? It will just be me and you. And the voice of the messenger himself, them demons were terrified in front of that gift of God in that man's life. And people want to call him an imposter and an actor, you just blaspheme the Holy Ghost. <laughs> to call the work of God an unclean spirit, there's no forgiveness. Well, praise be to God. Notice that you know your body's sin, that's the reason. That's the reason you don't try to perfect that body. It's sin. Say it with me. It's sin. It's sin. Notice this, did you know that? It was born in sin, shape iniquity, come of the world speaking lies. Oh, this quote here gets tough, boy. And the soul is the same way until the soul died. And then was born again of God. Then that soul can't die. The soul that sinneth shall die, but he that believeth on me has everlasting life. Then there's an immortal life living in that body. Now that's like a string coming from heaven, like a core on the inside of a man. Now that's the part that's godly. It operates this body it operates this body. So Brother Keith goes out one morning and he's, he's got to dig a basement for a guy and there sits his equipment. Why don't he just program that equipment from the house and say, I'm going to take the day off. Hey, Dozer, you do this and this and hey, Backhoe, you do this and this and hey, Bobcat, and then program the truck and then the truck, hey, this dirt over here. No, nope, he can have thousands and thousands of dollars worth of equipment there. It can all be working in proper order. It can be filled up, but there's got to be somebody to to be able to operate that equipment. Is that right? When you were lost, that soul inside of you operated this body, it got in your car, it started it, it drove down to your favorite honky tonk or bar or whatever more and sat down, I want three of this, no, make it four, this is Sunday morning. I want this and that and the other. There's somebody inside of you controlling you. So you cannot start from the outside and say, all right, now quit drinking. Uh, quit doing this. Quit running around. Quit doing this that and the other. You're trying to do it from the outside in. But if you can get that nature inside of you to die and let the Holy Ghost burst that word, then you will control this from the inside out. This still ain't saved and it still don't like it sometimes. Any of y'all's bodies still buck against you? You mean the rest of you all are already glorified? Well that's strange, I didn't think there'd be gray hair and everywhere where I look I see gray hair and glasses and some of you wearing contacts and ain't wearing glasses. <laughs> this body is seeing, yeah. oh hallelujah. Notice, but before this body can ever become perfected, the spirit will bring it in submission to God to make you in a war Really? All the time, a constant. Oh. Well, praise God, it wars. When you was lost, it didn't. Notice, a constant. Paul said, We'll never get no more than he. Paul said, When I would do good, evil is near me. And there's a constant war. The flesh. Against the spirit, and who's going to win? Depends on which one chief feeds the most. Well, praise the Lord! So if you feed that that old oh my that black dog, you give him big old hams and big old t-bone steaks, and every now and then you you just file that old boy a big old cowboy river. And you give him all kinds of protein and carbohydrates and niacin and vitamin A, B, C, D, all the way all to X, Y, and Z. And my, you're just feeding him and he's getting bigger and stronger. And that little white dog of yours that feeds upon prayer and the word of God and doing all that. And you've got him on a fast from Sunday to Sunday. And then you ain't got time to pray. You ain't got time to listen to tapes. And you ain't got time for long. He's going to be so skinny. He can't even hardly move around. Said you're going to church two week. Well, if you do finally muster up enough strength on you know the, the day to be able to come to church. And Brother Lewis said, all right, let's help my clap hands. I'm so tired. I can't do it. I'm just sit so down. I can't do it. I don't want the world the matter with me. I do. You're feeding that one old boy. He's a roly-poly. You've turned him into a Samaria wrestler and this other guy looks like a Holocaust victim. Well, come on. You've got him so skinny. You've got him so poor. He can't even move. He ain't got enough strength to even raise his hands in the middle of trial. He can't say victory in Jesus because he ain't got none. He can't sing Joy Bells of Heaven because that makes him nervous when he hears that loud sound. I'll tell you what your problem is, you need to switch the one you're feeding the most. That's right, that will go, oh well, I wish somebody would preach with me today. That's going to depend on the battle, how it's going to go, is the one you and I feed the most. And it ain't going to be God that's going to do it. It ain't going to be the Holy Ghost that's going to do it. It's going to be you and I that's going to have to do it. Take charge. Oh my, listen to this. Deity itself lives in every believer. Every man that's born of the spirit of God is a part of God. No wonder he believes in the supernatural. No wonder he can believe in anything. Why is it? In him is a portion of God. Wrapped up in that mortal body where there's sin and everything else. Praise God. Has created this body, but down in there some work of God alone in regeneration has come down through there through the shedding of his own blood. But Brother Donnie, you just got over COVID, and Sister Carol, and Brother Gene, and Brother Daryl and this brother, and that brother, and this sister, and this sister in our churches has got this problem, and that brother, and we're saved, and we're Christians. That's right. But this part ain't. Can I read just a few more before, before we go? Notice this in demonology. Now let's talk about the death side. How can a person on this stage just describe those that are saved and filled with the Holy Ghost born again? What a heavenly position they're in. Because that your body is not yet redeemed. Your body is not redeemed. No matter how much, how good you are, how saintly, how holy, how much Holy Spirit, that's only your soul. And your soul is not completed yet. It's just got the blessing. I'll tell you one thing, if it's been this good for all my life with the blessing, I can't wait till I get the whole package. Can you? Oh, praise God. It's just got the blessing, the promise of God, which is the earnest of our salvation. But now, if we have no earnest of our resurrection, no divine healing, then I'll have no assurance or nothing to prove to me that there is a resurrection. Notice again, when you're sick in your physical body, Until this has been redeemed, it's subject to sickness again. I'll tell you one thing. Whenever I read and heard the other day that a person after having COVID-19 could have it again. And I said, ah! And you see, only those of you that are sitting there looking so somber haven't had it yet. <laughs> you wait till you get it. And you think, no, I don't want this again. Praise the Lord. Any of y'all that's had it want it again? If I had my choice, i would never cold. I'm too busy a person to be sick. You see know what I'm saying? I'm too busy. I got too much to do. I got too many great things to study. I got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of sermons that I've never yet preached. I'm too busy to be sick. But I still get it. Why? My body's just as human. My cells are just as human. I've had brothers come up to me after services and preach and the anointing and stuff there. And they'd take their face and rub against my wet face and say, I want some of that holy ghost sweat. And I'm thinking, You are crazy. <laughs> of course I'm nice, I'm not gonna say anything. My sweat is no more Holy Ghost sweat than the sweat on a dog or a cow or a horse or a drunk. And if we're not careful we're saying, Well, our, our blood is Holy Ghost blood. Nonsense! Our flesh is not Holy Ghost flesh. Right. Our bad breath is bad breath, like any other human. Right. Right. We are still human. Right. Listen to this, when you're sick in your physical body until this body has been redeemed, it's subject to sickness again, exactly right. But it's got to die. It's got to perish. So do the soul have to perish, the thoughts. The soul is the nature of the spirit, and those thoughts and so forth in you had to perish before the new man could be born into you to make you a new creature in Christ. So your cells, your T-cells, your germs, your muscles, your bones, it's just as human as any other mortal, any other sinner out here in the world. You can pass a cold to me, I can pass one to you or COVID or whatever more. Oh, glory to God, I'll trust the Holy Ghost. My Holy Ghost ain't got the COVID. No, mine didn't have it either, but my body sure had a good dose of it. Amen. Why? Because my body's not yet redeemed. But I'm doing the best thing I can do for my body. I'm bringing it subject to the word. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, I don't like it sometimes like yours don't. But one day my body will save me for what I've done for it. Amen. If I'm alive, and remain and my body gets swallowed up in immortality my body will say Donnie thank you thank you boy thank you for making me go to church thank you for making me do right when I didn't want to do it thank you for making me go to the house of God let's stand together Let me read you this one in condemnation by representation. I trust that every one of them are your children, born of the Spirit, he's praying, washed in the blood, filled with the Holy Ghost, ready for the coming. And Satan can't get to them that way to make them sin. He can't get to them to make them doubt your word is wrong. And they go ahead and follow it just as to the letter. But he tries to come along and afflict their body because he knows that their body's still sin, but their soul is saved. And that stinking two-faced liar knows that your body's still sin, but your soul's saved. You think he'll go around telling you all the time, well, I can't get to you, you're saved. I can't get to you as far as your soul is concerned. You're your with the Holy Ghost. And probably some of you that's God say, am I? Really? You mean I got it? Glory to God, hold my mules. <laughs> but you think he'll ever tell you that, Brother Dale? You think he'll ever let you know what he's able to see in your? Friends, we, we can't see it. But in that dimension today, right here in this building, and those that are invisible streaming, every one of us are pulsating from our soul. Either streaks of light or streaks of darkness. In that dimension, demons look at us. It's not just the length of your hair, sisters, or the length of your dress. It's what you pulsate. Remember how many times in discernment that Brother Brennan would come up. Oh, I see you here, sister. You've got a burden on your heart. It's a sun. No, no, wait wait a minute. It's a sun. One, two... It's three. Two of them are sons, and one of them is a daughter. And your oldest son has cancer, and this one has this, and this one has that. But one thing I see about all three of them, dark shadow hanging over them, they're all lost. So he didn't see a Bible under their arm or or a pack of cigarettes under their arm to signify which one was saved and which one was lost. Or he would look at them and say, it's very welcome from you. You have a welcome spirit. It's turning light around you. You are a Christian. So in that dimension from them pulsated light or darkness. Every one of us are identified in this realm. Satan don't look so much at our tie. He <laughs> don't look so much at, you know, make sure that everybody's got a and tape. We measure everything to make sure everything's okay. But in that realm, they watch you. And they see constant light seven days a week, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, and only pure. Constantly, even when you're distressed, light pulsating from your soul. When you're weary, sick, light pulsating from your soul. Mama, he tries to come along and afflict their body because he knows their body still sin, but their soul is saved. Their body's got to go back to death, but the soul goes to God. So he tries to afflict that part, what he can. But I'm so glad that you included salvation for that body too. This is the earnest of our resurrection, the healing of our bodies. Don't you appreciate that today? Let's let's bow our heads together. Father, we, we realize how little we know and understand of the worlds that are around us. On occasion, we feel influences from another world that affect us in a positive way. And Lord, on the other hand, we feel influences that try to affect us in a negative way. God, we know that the unseen world is that which has been described to us by those who Been able to go into it and peer into it for a little while and then come back out. This is why we so appreciate a prophet of God because a prophet was an instrument, a window to the supernatural by which you were able to take them into that realm and let them see things. They could go back in time as you brought Moses into the cleft of the rock and you put your hand over the rock and Moses was able to get caught up even as far back as Genesis 1. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Moses, Moses no doubt breaking into the realm of vision and seeing it as you spoke the Logos and the first Adam come into existence and bursted forth into light. Then you would allow them prophets to see ahead in time and see kingdoms as they would come and go it would allow them to see so many things. Father, most of us here we are today, we're so captured in these senses and limitations of time that we know it. So we just go along as if that world does not exist, but yet the Bible, the Word of God, and windows to the supernatural have declared to us that it is there. Lord Jesus, if there's a person here today present or anyone under the sound of my voice, if they're not ready to meet you, Lord. Help them to understand. If they live to be a hundred years old in this life and they haven't made preparation, then when the soul goes out of the body, the soul has no theophany to go into. So in that sense, they are naked spiritually. Oh God, I do not want to leave this world naked, Father. By naked, it means we are missing something. What what worse thing could a mortal miss? And the soul leaves the house, and the soul has no other body to go into. So it's trapped. It cannot go into heaven. It refused the atonement. It cannot go straight to Hades. Because it's not been judged, so it's suspended, travels as it were in time, appears from time to time and reappears. Oh God, please Lord, if there's one here today who's not made reservations to trade coats. Lord Jesus, may you help us. We believe that your blood, Lord, speaks today before the Father. And whenever we pray, you don't necessarily hear our voice, but it's ours coming up through the blood. And you don't even see us in that sense, but you see the Lord Jesus. So this is why we have been able to attain a spiritual perfection, which only the real believers have. So, your blood today does not speak of my guilt as Abel's blood spoke of Cain, even though in reality I'm partially to blame for your death. I did not lay my hands on you, I did not pierce your side, but it was for me that you died. So, I'm partially to blame for your death. But instead of you condemning me, You said here's my life My life out of my blood And I'm going to live in you And through you And you will be the extended voice Of my resurrection This is why you'd speak to your wife and say Be of good cheer I've overcome the world What's that got to do with us? You've already overcome it And you'll come back and live in us So greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. It is the resurrected Lord Jesus, the living voice of God, living out of our lives. Help the people to see why Satan so wants to just point toward a tape and a tape player. Or some type of machine that will just play Brother Branham's voice and get us to think that's the only voice that there is of God the voice of God is not just the voice of a prophet or the voice of a preacher it's the resurrected Christ living his voice out of us the greatest compliment we can pay to brother Branham in this day is not just to be able to quote him not just to play the tapes in our home but let those words live out of our lives that's what the prophet said. The thunder's what Jeffersonville needs is the thousands of lived voices. That's the thunder that shakes Satan's kingdom. Granted, I pray, Lord God. Praise God. You love him today, Saints. How many of you have a need in your life, in your home? Can we just can we just pray that way right now, if you don't mind, before before Brother Joel, whoever's gonna come and take the service? Praise God. Lord Jesus, as a minister of the gospel, ordained before the foundation of the world to preach your word, to cast evil spirits off of your people. Father, I bring your people before you to and invisible. You see what we've all been going through, Lord, these last several, several months. It's hard to describe where we are, Lord. It's just a feeling around us. It's just a feeling of oppression and a feeling that things ain't right. Lord God, would you minister to your children? I've had to pray for so many over the phone, God, during this time, fighting oppression or depression and different things, Lord, along with the physical part. But I say to your enemy and our enemy, You are a liar, Satan. You are a defeated foe. We don't come against you today in any merits that we have. But we come against you in the living voice of the resurrected Savior and say, You are defeated. You have no claims on us. Our soul has been redeemed. And if I and these believers, true believers here today filled with the Holy Ghost, our mortal bodies die... You will not have us, for we have already made reservations to change coats. Praise God, if I leave this world, Satan, I will not be a disembodied soul. But the voice declares, I have a body. In the name of Jesus, take your hands off of God's people. Glory to God, you spirits of evil and depression suicidal thoughts in the name of Jesus go back to hell from whence you come Lord God is your people we claim deliverance we claim healing Lord I just read to your children a few moments ago where the prophet said this voice of the New Testament it speaks joy it speaks peace it speaks happiness deliverance To the people of God. We rejoice today, Father. Glory be to God. We know in the Old Testament, Lord, that when a man would take a woman to be his bride, it was part of the understanding of that day that that man, on the day they're going to be married, he would send to her by a messenger her wedding gown. Different than the way we do it in our Western civilization, that the brides go out and and they pick it out. But in that day, the bridegroom would go and have this special glory be to God. And if he was rich and wealthy and could afford it, he would have some of the finest linen, which could be bought, which in the biblical times was from Egypt coming from the Egyptian soil there on the River Nile, where the silt was carried for hundreds of miles and some of the greatest soil for growing this type of flax of which they would make the linen cloth. It was of such value that ounce for ounce, linen was worth more than gold. Lord Jesus, we couldn't find us a wedding gown that would be suited for our great wedding day. But you said, don't worry about it, sweetheart. I've got one already picked out. Amen. Fine linen, clean and white. is granted to her. How do we get it? It was given to us by God's own son. Praise be to God. We worship you, Lord Jesus. But not only that, but you provided a body for us. So when we leave this mortal life, we will not be naked. We will not be suspended between the fifth dimension and these four here and come back to this life to suffer. But our soul is called away. And burst into a theophany, which has been waiting for us since before the foundation of the world. We worship you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Can we just raise our hands in the presence of the King? Harry, can you sing that for us? Spirit and the Bride. Or saying, come. Friends, he's provided everything you need. He's provided a church for you to go to. Pastor, song leader, Sunday school teachers, singers, a prophet of God with a message. But his provision doesn't stop in this life. But when you get ready to die, he says, Dale, don't worry. I got a body for you waiting. You'll not be suspended somewhere called in time as a disembodied soul praise God don't you love him Amen.
0: hallelujah hallelujah spirit and the bride the same. come the elect to be in stir inside their heart are united has come we and the fall
2: enjoy church today yes. do you appreciate the word of the Lord wasn't it wonderful <laughs> amen Through the fire. let's sing this just before we get ready to go today remember the service Lord willing Wednesday night we just come back looking for, for something good because it's going to be something good here I promise you that amen look at somebody just before we sing this say God bless you with a wonderful week just tell them that May you receive good news this week. Whatever you're going through, may you receive good news. Let's sing this little song together. He didn't promise everything would be easy, but he did say he'd take us through the fire. Say it, Brother Joel. So many times I've questioned
0: Certain circumstances And things I could not understand
2: I oh, sing in church
0: many times in trials, weakness blurs my vision, and my frustration gets so out of pain. But it's then I am reminded I've never yes, been sir. forsaken, I've never had to say. Is yes deep, sir and it's through the fire our weakness is made strong let's sing it church he never promised that the cross would not be heavy and your heel would not be hard Promised that the cross would not be
2: You get ready to be dismissed this morning. The Lord bless you. We'll sing this as we go today. God bless you, Brother Joel. Praise the Lord. Okay. Praise the Lord. We have that. There is power in the name of Jesus. power. there is power in the name of Jesus. Power in the name of Jesus. Let's sing that. I believe it, don't you? Yes, sir. Amen. There
0: is power. every chain break every chain there is power in the name of jesus there is power in the name of jesus Every chain, every chain, break every chain He will break every chain Break every chain, break every chain There's a mighty God among us chain. He will break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. There is power in the name of Jesus.